Okay, the Lord be with you. Let us pray. This is a prayer for the poor and the neglected. Almighty and most merciful God, we remember before you all poor and neglected persons whom it would be easy for us to forget, the homeless and the destitute, the old and the sick, and all who have none to care for them. Help us to heal those who are broken in body and spirit and to turn their sorrow into joy. Grant this, Father, for the love of your Son, who for our sake became poor, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Welcome. Uh, This is uh, continuing with the uh, Christmas specials. I forgot to mention that the subtitle is for the the, something like the the weary and the burdened, um, which uh, is come on in. Um, is a uh, direct reference to uh, something from the scriptures that Jesus said that we hear often in the comfortable words, just a a modern translation of it, the weary and the heavy laden. Um, And I I did that on purpose because uh, uh, just as I read this prayer that someone brought this up last time, thank you so much, that uh, Christmas season, despite being the most wonderful time of the year um, is sometimes not the most wonderful time of the year for for many of us, and not just those who for whom it's obvious, like that prayer said, the homeless. Um, sometimes for those who are housed, you know, um, and for all manner of reasons. Um, and there are some good Christmas specials out there on TV that will uh, speak to us in the midst of that need, I think. And um, hopefully they do here on Sunday morning for you, and maybe, you know, you'll catch the bug, and when you're hanging out with your weary and burdened family, you can do them a favor and put on one or all three of these um, while you're celebrating Christmas. Um, And so today, the... uh, How do I want to do this? It's... um, of two things I want to read to you. I'm just deciding which one to read first. We're going to take a look at an episode from The Twilight Zone, from the second season of the first iteration of The Twilight Zone. How many of you watched The Twilight Zone at some point in your lives? Most of you. Um, many of you might have watched the original airings of the, uh, the first several seasons from the late 1950s, early 1960s. Um, I did see some of those uh, as a child, though I remember there was a sort of a reboot, a relaunch of The Twilight Zone in the 1980s. Hey, come on in. Um, And um, uh, I'm so glad that the baby's here. (laughs) I'm serious. I love that. Please bring your children. You know, we, yeah, I mean, you know, it's just so, it's so difficult, life is. And so, you know, bring your kids. It's okay. Um, So uh, the Twilight Zone did a reboot in the 1980s. I remember watching that when I was a kid. And the the funny thing about that is it's not really, it's not horror. I guess it's kind of borderline horror uh, genre, though I I would classify the Twilight Zone as, as like more psychological, psychological thriller. Um, there are some episodes 
there's one that is just seared in my memory where there was like a like a monkey or something on a wing of an airplane. Uh, gosh, when I was a kid, I mean, I haven't even watched it since then, but there it is, made an indelible impression. I should go back and watch it. Was it a monkey? It was something, or some like gremlin or some, some sort. Probably the 1980s version was much scarier than the 1960s stuff. But so um, the Twilight Zone, uh, I'm gonna, what I'm going to do is I'm going to read the opening narration um, from season one and then the opening narration from season two because, or I'll do, I'll do season two first because this episode is from season two. And this is what uh, Rod Serling, the guy who created the Twilight Zone, had to say in season two. You're traveling through another dimension, a dimension not only of sight and sound but of mind, a journey into a wondrous land whose boundaries are that of imagination. That's the signpost up ahead, your next stop, the Twilight Zone. And you'll hear that in this episode. But in season one, and probably for time, they edited it. This is what he had to say. Um, there is a fifth dimension. I don't even know what the, th the third and the fourth are. <laughs> I guess I know what the second is. There is a, a fifth dimension beyond that which is known to man. It is a dimension as vast as space and as timeless as infinity. It is the middle ground between light and shadow, between science and superstition, and it lies between the pit of a man's fears and the summit of his knowledge. This is the dimension of imagination. It is an area which we call the Twilight Zone. And the Twilight Zone is so great because it's out of that kind of thinking um, that these stories exist in the fifth dimension. And I would say that actually that's the dimension, that pit, in a ma uh, uh, the pit of a man's fears and the summit of his knowledge where the gospel must be proclaimed, <laughs> actually. You know, from the pulpit, I'm always trying to preach to you from the fifth dimension or to the fifth dimension. Uh, in the classroom, I guess I, 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 I hit all five, you know. Um, but I, I try to lean towards... Uh, reaching your heart, d despite uh, whether it's a classroom or the pulpit. And so that's why I think the, the Twilight Zone spoke to so many people, um, is it was really going for the gut um, in a way that, that really makes people think um, or strikes their emotion um, in a way that, you know, when I was probably like eight years old that I remember the gremlin on the, the wing of the airplane from that episode. Um, and so that's the Twilight Zone. We'll watch a Christmas special. Did you know there was a Twilight Zone Christmas special? <laughs> um, but the scripture passage today is the Beatitudes. And this is um, from the Adventure Bible that the second graders were all given today. It was actually the NIV. He said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure, pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. 
For in the same way, they persecuted the prophets who were before you. The episode today is called Night of the Meek. And that verse again is, Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Oh, and I forgot, this is um, Hipster Santa. Um, If you're still looking for Christmas cards, these are like 12 bucks for a pack of eight. Um, And there are some other gems, too. sight and sound, but of mind. A journey into a wondrous land whose boundaries are that of imagination. That's the signpost up ahead. Your next stop, the Twilight Zone. Okay. We have uh, five minutes. Gosh, sorry about that. Um, Got a little bit late start, but I do want to take some time. Uh, first of all, I'd love to hear like your reactions, um, and then I'll give a maybe like a Jerry Springer's uh, final thoughts. Um, what are your responses? I liked it when um, the woman, the mother, said, "You should be ashamed," and he goes, "I am." Shame. Yeah. Because I mean, people tend to cast those, assume that they're not people that are down out. We kind of assume that. Yeah. Yeah, when the, the the mother of Percival, what's his last name? What a great name. Um, says you should be ashamed. And he, he says, much to our surprise, I am. Um, like an act of repentance. Um, the ending, happy ending. Thank God for miracles. Yeah, the ending. Yeah. Yeah. Happy Thank God for miracles. I came up last week. We did the Andy Griffith. How there were some kind of, maybe there were more implicit sort of connections that were obvious to the Christian faith. Whereas here, I mean, they're more obvious. Uh, you know, it could be any God, but at least in this case, it just does seem Christian, especially because he says. Something about the meek inheriting the earth uh, when he's giving his um, monologue to Mr. Dundee. It's also interesting to me that the help came from outside of himself. The help came from outside. Say more about that. The help came from outside of himself. We can't help. We can't save ourselves. We can't help ourselves. It comes from outside of us. And that was the help for. Through the bag. Through the bag. Yeah. Uh, Say more about imputed for those who don't know what that uh, means. It, it was, I mean, he didn't do anything. He just he, he kind of got dressed up as Santa Claus and, and then and then acted like Santa Claus. Yeah, the the um. He was good at his heart. Though. Sorry. He was good at his heart. I mean, he knew his flaw. He was very aware, he, he aware he of. To be right. Good. Yeah. Sure. Most of uh, Spencer. Uh, the characters would be viewed as, from society's perspective, respectable, like the store owner or yeah. the woman leading the service would seem to be rather harsh and uncompassionate. 
Yeah, that's why it's Night of the Meek, right? Um, Mr. Dundee, the general manager of the department store, is um, although in the end has a, something of a conversion experience, right. a lot like in the last episode involving some liquor uh, <laughs> um, from last week. And the woman, Miss Sister Florence, was that her name? Was kind of clearly the Pharisee of the story. Here she was. You know, singing church music on the wall. It says, "Love thy neighbor." I think it said, "Hope, uh, love, and ch or charity, whatever the older version is." And on her hat, it says something about saving a soul. And yet, <clears throat> right before her eyes is um, is uh, Christianity in action, and she can't really uh, see that. Um, yeah. She turns him in. Yeah, she turns him in. Yeah, yeah. She turns him into the the high priest's um, police. <laughs> Basically, um, yeah. Any other responses to Tonight of the Meek? I like when they said um, something like whoever's the bag, somebody's, it's either giving out good or it's giving out trash. Good, garbage, good or garbage. That's fascinating. Yeah. What's the difference? Why does that happen? Yeah, what, what? I think it's because he was more pure of heart. Right. Okay. He reaches in and yeah. he can't. Yeah. He can't handle the truth, the um, or the love, the goodness. Um, and when he first sees the bag, uh, Corwin in the alleyway, then the cat knocks it over. It is truly a bag of trash. And then he turns around and it's a bag of gifts. Anything it, it reaches into your what was the pit of the. Um, um, of your fears and the summit of your knowledge, <laughs> maybe not not necessarily Christian, but any other. I, uh, so I'll just say a few things uh, to wrap it up. That um, you know, this is um, 1960, so it's 54 years old um, and uh, it has a little bit of the sort of sentimentality of what's typical in Christianity but only a very little bit of it that um, this um, story does something else for us with uh, Christmas and I I love that it's so in touch with um, you know the meek and the downtrodden it does um, maybe brush under the rug the alcoholism, but uh, it does grapple with it um, and, and honesty. Um, and for some reason, at least for myself, and I've seen this with other people, that when a story's told, there's something said that is honest about sort of, you know, the, the, the pit of our fears um, in terms of what it's like to really be a human, it, it's almost good news. It's like good news. It's it's a it's a bomb. It's the bomb of Gilead when someone's telling me a story or is in touch with kind of the the dark side um, of what it means to to be human. And so maybe that's what the Twilight Zone's kind of getting at. And here we have it in a Christmas special, which is kind of counterintuitive. It's unexpected, uh, you know, and everything about this episode is unexpected. I don't need to say too much more than how you responded seeing those connections between the, the Christian faith and, um, you know, uh, that the, uh, the, uh, the store manager and the, 
the, um, and Sister Florence were really those in power who uh, you would expect to have their stuff together, but actually they have a dark side too. <laughs> um, and the meek are just much more well aware of it, like uh, Mr. Corwin when he does say, I am ashamed. Um, and so I don't know if I have any real big profound connections. Every time I watch this episode, I see something new. And that was true for me with the, the Andy Griffith special, too. Um, so I commend to you to, you can get this on YouTube uh, for free to watch, you know, or I'm sure you can rent it somewhere, um, to watch it again and, and, and watch it with someone um, who might be a burden during this Christmas season. Next week we will watch together the Charlie Brown Christmas special and you know if you have teenagers or younger elementary age uh, children who can come I'd love for them to be at this one next week in particular um, bring all ages I think it's the best Christmas special I could be wrong about that but I think objectively speaking it really is, um, and and we'll see why next week. So go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Thank you, God.